Welcome back to another episode of Health Unwrapped. We're joined again by Chloe Maidley, who in our last chat, we talked all about her training and helped you get more of an understanding of what you could be doing in the gym when it comes to lifting weights. This time, however, we're focusing on the importance of rest and recovery. So different types of training will affect your body differently and have require different protocols of rest and recovery. Um, so, for example, if you are looking to uh, train or build muscles or resistance training, and this can be endurance, hypertrophy or strength, you have to understand that when you train your muscle it will tear that's the first part of hypertrophy strength performance that's the first part of it and that's what when you get what we call doms the laid onset muscle soreness after that's what you feel you've torn the muscle that's a good thing it means it's worked the second part of that it's a three-part process is rest and recovery the muscle can only then repair itself and grow or get stronger um or produce more force if you then rest it and allow it to recover it has to recover otherwise you're unrecovered you're never going to progress so you have to bear that in mind and then the third step of that would be uh, nutrition so you start thinking about things like muscle protein synthesis which means having a, a higher protein diet understanding that your body is constantly in a catabolic state which is a muscle eating state and that in order to basically encourage recovery and especially if muscle growth is your goal it is actually important to eat protein regularly good quality protein regularly throughout the day to uh, keep feeding your muscle and keep encouraging muscle protein synthesis those are the three steps and rest and recovery is a huge part of that so if I'm in a gaining phase if I'm really hammering the weights I'm trying to get bigger I'll probably train uh four days a week um and intermittently throughout that week I will take a rest day or a two consecutive how long are you training for when you're training Normally when I'm doing a weightlifting session, I never train for longer than 45 minutes to an hour. Because there's also that misconception, isn't there, that you need to be there for hours. Oh God, it's ridiculous. When I think about when I started, I would train shoulders for an hour and I would do like three or four of each, of a different exercise to hit each muscle group. Completely unnecessary. Absolutely don't need to do it. You need to hit hit it, exhaust it, move on. So yeah, it's, it's really, you do not need to be doing different exercises that hit the same muscle in the same way more than once in a training session and I promise you when you figure that out your training session will be a lot quicker and a lot more fun. Now we mentioned DOMS just tell me what that means again. Delayed onset muscle soreness. So that's the the, the ache it's yes. like the pleasure and the pain the ache after and what are the kind of hacks that you have to ease I mean stretching I don't know is it diet yeah. related? Yeah so um, first and foremost we'll just I'll start I like I have a slight I have I'm on the spectrum of OCD so I like to start from the beginning and go to the end so we'll do the full day and how to best manage your DOMS. Uh, before you go to the gym in the morning, make sure that you are waking up and sinking as much water as you can. Your muscle is around about just under 80% water. So if it's dehydrated, um, it's A, going to perform suboptimally and B, it's going to recover suboptimally. So you need to make sure that you're getting your water intake in. The second thing I would say is before you train, make sure that you have a really good uh, meal of protein and carbs. Um, so obviously protein, muscle protein synthesis, we've talked about that. Just giving your muscle, putting your muscle in the optimal position to perform and recover. And carbohydrates, um, starchy carb carbohydrates especially, are stored as glycogen in the muscle, which means your muscle is going to have more energy to again perform and then recover. 
This advice is important immediately post-training as well, getting in your carbs and your protein. You need to think of it like pre-training nutrition and post-training recovery. Um, and then I would say, of course, stretching before and after. Before is, is more important, to be honest. All you have to do, the best way to describe it is to go through the exercises you know you're going to do, but go through them completely unweighted, very gently, very slowly, with a little bit of bounce from start to finish. And your body will be warmed up for the session. You know, you don't need to go crazy with the stretching routine. It really is that simple. And when it comes to cooling down, I normally say just even like five minutes on a cross trainer, which is going to work kind of every joint in your body, get that synovial fluid going and allow your body to basically come out of a sympathetic state and come back into a parasympathetic state is great for recovery. And I would say supplementation is a really good thing to think about. You know, protein shakes post-workout, you know, they get bad bro science rep, but actually... The science behind it is that you're having a fast digesting hit of protein and a fast digesting hit of carb, especially if you're having something more fructose or, you know, sucrose based, like a banana in your shake. It's getting to the muscle quicker. It's fast digesting. It's getting in there. And also supplementation in terms of like magnesium, for example, uh, which, you know, I, again, I won't go too sciencey on you, but uh, mitochondria, which is the uh, cells in your muscle, which are responsible pr for producing ATP, which is responsible for the energy um, exerted. Uh, they get broken down and you need to basically be giving your body uh, the kind of nutrients that it needs in order to allow it to replenish um, and restore mitochondria. So things like magnesium are great. Um, and obviously there's so many more supplements we can go into, but those are the ones that I would say around training are going to really benefit. One of the downsides of training is inevitable muscle soreness, joint pains, DOMS, mm. however we want to call them, mm. and this inflammation as a result. And so can you just give your recommendations to help reduce inflammation, whether it's nutrition based, whether the supplements, what, yeah. what would you or what do you do? There are so many protocols which can help you uh, manage uh, DOMS, joint pain, muscle pain. So, okay, I guess I'll start again from the beginning like I like to do. Um, sleep is so unbelievably important when it comes to your body's ability to repair itself. And free. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's probably, I would say, the number one thing you can do to make sure that your body is... Uh, repairing not only kind of muscle tissues but also organs i mean there's an amazing research on dementia and alzheimer's and sleep um and the cycle of basically your body's ability to clean itself out um and basically start afresh the next day and if you if your sleep takes a huge hit your recovery um and i mean everything internally is going to really take a hit so sleep rest days making sure that you're not overtraining you're not training every single day putting your body in a position where it literally cannot recover itself take a rest day um hydration again you know you remember that your organs your um your muscle um your to be honest the entire mass of your body is um predominantly water you're talking 70 80 percentile um so you really have to stay hydrated then you can think about things like uh, protein supplements, um, which obviously are going to aid muscle protein synthesis repair. Uh, you can talk about things like um, magnesium, um, which is obviously going to help your mitochondria repair or multiply. You can talk about things like um, joint um, inflammation. That's where you start thinking about things like turmeric, for example, is amazingly important. Um, also taking into account things you can do in terms of uh, thermogenesis, um, having an impact on that. So things 
think about things like the sauna. You put your body under extreme heat shock um, and it basically uh, accelerates its ability to not only perform, but then also recover. Because uh, think about it like this. You put your body in, in, in extreme induced stress, whether it's heat or cold. Or this is why cryotherapy is great as well. It panics, to be honest, and it freaks out um, and it accelerates and does everything it can to basically put the body in a, in a primary state of um, function. Um, so doing things like that, you know, the odd cryotherapy here, the odd sauna there has actually been um, trialed and proven to have huge benefits on the body. Um, there are so many things that you can do and, and just understand that really taking care of your body is the only way that you're going to get the best out of it in terms of your performance and also longevity of life. If you can't do the cryotherapy, is a, is a cold shower as effective? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, basically, putting yourself in a position where you are extremely uncomfortable in terms of the temperature. Well, also, come on, let's be let's be safety minded here. You know, jumping into a freezing cold lake is probably a bit too extreme. But having a very cold shower, especially actually last thing at night before bed, is a really good way to not only reset your core body temperature and make sure you have a better night's sleep, um, but also it's incredibly beneficial if you train if you have performance goals or physique goals so in terms of supplements that you personally use do you want to give me some examples uh yeah so i am <laughs> i have a sweet tooth so i'm a big big fan of uh protein powders and protein bars obviously i want people to understand that just because something says protein on the label it doesn't mean that you can kind of assume that a it's good for you or that b it's not really high in calories carbs fats additives you know you have to be aware but to be honest there are points where i just get sick of you know chicken <laughs> there's Protein so really there's helps. so much more widely available than they were you can get them in the supermarket uh, yeah you can get them everywhere now um and yeah i would just say be read the labels be mindful of what the macronutrient breakdown is but you know a high protein snack is a high protein snack you know something with whey protein in it especially whey protein isolate um, it's actually a very, very good, quick and easy way to get your protein hit in. You know, a lot of people say, well, it's not clean. It doesn't matter. Um, it's it's actually quite optimal for the body um, and protein synthesis. So it's a good thing. But be mindful of what you're buying. And this is speed related after training. Yes. There's a window, isn't there, yeah. of optimum Well, okay, on. so the anabolic window, it's, it's true, but it's also been kind of dramatized. Okay. <laughs> Who would have thought it in this industry? It's actually much, much longer. You don't need to eat within an hour after training for optimal recovery you really don't but yes you know a few hours after training your metabolic rate is increased your catabolic state so your uh, muscle eating state is increased it's a good idea to get a fast digesting hit of protein in Actually, funnily enough, the reason I started working with Biogland in the first place was because I wanted to basically change up my magnesium supplementation. And they were coming out with a new range. They had uh, oral tablets, a cream and a powder, I think it was. And so I was trialing them for a while and absolutely loved them. Um, magnesium is a really, really, really important thing for you to get in your diet. If you're any kind of performance athlete, whether you're endurance based or uh, strength based, um, it's really important for your recovery and also your your subsequent performance. Um, so, yeah, I highly recommend the BioGlan magnesium supplements. And then you've got your like general overall really important health supplements that everybody should be taking, like a really high quality fish oil, really high quality multivitamin, vitamin D, vitamin C. I mean, basically the higher quality supplements that you you can get your hands on the more biological bang for your buck you're getting there are you know a handful which I would say are non-negotiables just in terms of health I've been harping on at my parents now for years to get their uh, fish oils and their multivits and 
and all of that in and they're finally doing it um and I feel like I've won a mini battle at home congrats loads of really really useful information there Chloe and if people want to follow you on your socials um it's at madely Chloe on Instagram I'm about to launch my new website which is chloemadely.com thank you so much really useful advice there